Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Now let's meet our final guest this morning. Kate Scott and Declan Fahey attended a tattoo exhibition in Dublin on a date night and that visit marked the birth of a business, Holotoys, which has signed deals with Nickelodeon and Sega. Kate and Declan join us now to tell us more about this incredible journey. I'd like to start the interview by getting an insight into both your backgrounds. Yeah, so my background is in originally in graphic design. I studied visual communications in DIT, which is now the TU College. Um, and I've always been really fascinated by the marriage of technology and art. So when I left college, I worked in independent news and media. And then I went and studied um, advertising. And I worked in advertising agencies in Dublin for a number of years. Um, and then moved client-side to Irish Distillers, where I worked as a digital brand manager. I got some really good experience working with really creative brands. So that's given me a good background as to where we are with the creativity and the technology as well. I kind of also come from a very similar advertising-based uh, background as well. Um, also worked in independent news and media. Um, that's where myself and Kate actually met. Um, uh, even though we were from the same village, we, that's where we got together, I suppose. But um, <laughs> also on the sideline, we also had another business called Bash Products, um, which basically uh, we were the ones who brought the Red Cup, the world-famous party cups, to uh, the UK and Ireland over 12 years ago uh, with a business partner of ours, Paul Cosgrave. Um, so we've kind of been involved in, in businesses together, the three of us who are still now the three founding members of, of Hollow Toys. Um, so we've learned a lot in all of those kind of experiences that we're, that we're now putting into uh, bringing those skill sets into, into this new venture. And Declan, the Hollow Toys journey actually began with a visit to a tattoo exhibition in Dublin. It did indeed, yeah. Uh, it was just one of those funny things that we were kind of more looking for a date night out than anything else. And it was uh, it, we we saw a picture that was on the advertised on the on the keys in Dublin, um, advertising for the tattoo convention at the time. Myself and Kate were, you know, thinking about getting a tattoo, uh, having a midlife crisis, as we always say. But um, we at the time we saw uh, an app that basically allowed when a device is held over a sound wave tattoo that the tattoo would actually come alive through um, through recognition of the graphic on the skin and would actually play back a sound. Like, so, so say, for instance, if you had a tattoo of a sound wave of your, your son, you could then hear this, your son being recorded, say, I love you, daddy, or whatever like this. And it was something that really kind of stood out to us as a really cool thing to do. So we decided to go along to the tattoo convention to see if there was anything like this available for us to be able to do and we were kind of driving on the way home we never got the tattoo uh, but we were a little bit disillusioned with you know the lack of technology in such a creative industry um but that just really sparked a conversation on the way home in the car whereby we were like you know using augmented reality in this way to be able to bring kind of tattoos to life is just amazing but would it really appeal to adults and we we're like where it would appeal to is for children and to do with temporary tattoos so Declan, when you realised that there was an opportunity to use this technology and apply it to the toy industry, what were your next steps? Well, really, I suppose we, I mean, we, we always believed that it was going to be, a, a, you know, a, a, a great big success um, in our own minds. But we needed to test this and we needed to research this as well, just so, you know, we were kind of confident that, that it wasn't just our, our opinion. So we literally took the uh, concept to the world's biggest toy fair at the time, which was in Nuremberg, in, which is called Spiel Warren Messe. And we stood there at a stand for six days in January in 2020. 
And we basically sold this as a concept. And the reaction that we got from experts in the toy industry was just phenomenal. And it was purely down to the reaction at that fair that really inspired us to leave our jobs of over 15 years and just to concentrate 100% of our time and efforts on growing this business. And Kate, it must have been difficult to have all of these exciting plans after leaving your respective jobs, only for a global shutdown to occur. So what happened in the business at this particular time? Yes, that's right. So uh, it happened very quickly because Declan, once Declan came back to Germany, both of us actually went to New York, to the New York Toy Fair. Um, we met our team of um, tech partners who are shareholders in our business. Um, they're based in Baltimore. So we went over and met them in Baltimore. And very quickly when we came home, within two weeks, New York was the epicentre of uh, of the virus. So it was really, it happened very quickly, as everyone knows. So at that time, we had a moment of panic where we were thinking, oh my God, we're after starting this new business now. We're after launching a new toy brand. And the best way to launch a, to- uh, a new toy brand is to go to these fairs around the world. And now, all of a sudden, all of that was cancelled. So we had to, I suppose, rethink about our strategy and how we were going to get the word out there um, virtually, um, as most businesses uh, as most businesses did. So what we did was we painted a living room in our house, we bought good lighting, we bought a good microphone, and we set up uh, our brand range behind us. And we just sold. For two years, we sat in this room and we sold uh, our brand, our vision, our dreams, our hopes, everything. Um, and we met really interesting and brilliant people through that. As part of that, we took part in the in the Spiel of Iron Messi uh, digital presentation show that they did through an Instagram live uh, presentation. Um, and that allowed us to be able to speak to the toy industry through an Instagram live presentation. Um, and we were really, really lucky because a lot of people saw that presentation and I suppose that helped us to grow the business as well. Okay, so talk to us about the current Holotoys product range and how the technology works from the end user's perspective, Kate. So the current range that we have at the moment is temporary tattoos. Uh, we have six different themes. Um, we have stickers, um, also six different themes. We have books. We've got three different themes of books. We've got sea creatures, dinosaurs and pet, pet party. Um, and we have wall decals. We have unicorn, mermaid and dinosaur wall decals. And all of these products come to life basically with our free app so you download the Holo Toys app you simply it's really easy to use so the user experience is really important to us it has to be very very quick so you download the app choose a product scan the image and it just jumps to life in this magical 3d animation it's also loaded with sound and kids can also tap to place the animations in the room with them and get photos and videos so it's really it was innovative and for kids that see it, they just think it's like magic, you know. So anyone who has seen it, their first reaction is always, wow, um, they've never seen anything like it before. Just on that point, the reason that we have physical products is that ultimately the reason why we set up this business is that we don't want kids to lose touch with the physical world. So, you know, there's all these brilliant apps and there's all this fabulous technology out there. But if kids are kind of in this virtual world all the time, they're losing that cognitive development through physical play which is what we wanted um, kids to have and you know this Generation Alpha who are the young kids of today to have we don't want them to lose that. And Kate are you finding that this product will be more relatable to those that are looking from it from an educational perspective or for those who are pure fun and entertainment? So both because our main our main demographic that we're that we're targeting is three to ten year olds um, so in that age range, there's a huge opportunity for learning. And what we're taking a softer STEAM approach, as we're calling it, for science, technology, engineering, arts and math. 
that there's ways that we can use this technology to, to teach them, but also in a really fun and interactive and immersive way. So it doesn't have to be like a lot of the tech that educates children age 10 plus can be quite serious, whereas ours are, they're just really fun and quirky. So if you, if, if you looked at our, our sea creatures book and our dinosaur books, for example, they rhyme, they're, you know, they're really bright and colourful, they tell the story about the creatures, and they're interactive, there's five or six points of interactivity with them, they're really quick um, to come to life. And Declan, of course, toy retailers are going to be an important route to market, so what type of feedback yeah. have you received from them to date? We've had great feedback, to be honest. Um, okay, so we're now available in over 14 countries and literally growing every month. Um, we're also kind of working with uh, quite a few distributors um, in, in certain regions. So in APAC, uh, around, uh, you know, especially Eastern Europe is actually huge with this technology at the moment. It's, it's amazing how certain pockets around the globe are, you know, are just really, really buy into it quite quickly. Um, but at the moment, we, uh, we're also focusing quite largely on the USA, um, we're working with two uh, rep groups out there who, you know, have great relationships with some of the biggest, you know, retailers like Walmart and Target and Costco. So um, that's our focus at the moment, really, is kind of phase one is to concentrate on the English speaking countries. Um, and then phase two will be rolling it out more towards the localizing the app um, and growing that much more on a global level. Um, but our, one of our biggest performers as well has actually been the French market. Um, we're now available in over 600 stores across France, which is just phenomenal when you kind of think of that number of stores. Um, but yeah, the sell-through is great. They're really, really happy that uh, they, they keep buying more, uh, which is great. So uh, the, the, uh, they're returning for more, uh, for more sales time and time again, which is great. Of course, funding can prove to be a challenge for many startups, but the local enterprise office and Enterprise Ireland have been very supportive to Hollow Toys, haven't they? Hugely supportive. So we had been told by a few people when we set this business up, go to your local uh, Mead Enterprise office. And the support that we received was just brilliant. We went in, uh, met them, and within an hour, we brought them through the presentation, we brought them through our plans. And within a few weeks, we, we were supported by them. We received €35,000 in funding. So you can imagine we were kind of hoping for 10. So it was like a dream come true when we found this out. They were unbelievable and they really did give us the springboard to accelerate our business. Without them, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. But not only that, they also helped with, you know, recommending office space and other elements of kind of educating us along the way and introducing us to people. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Hollow Toys has also been successful in securing external investment for the business. Talk to us about this process and the expertise which these investors now bring to the table. Yes, so we were very lucky in that um, we were introduced to the Dublin Business Innovation Centre Innovation Center, uh, quite early on and they helped us to create um, a work and create and build on our business plan. Um, they also introduced us to the HBAN Angel Group of Investors, so we were very lucky in that we were able to pitch to a number of investors around the world, actually, that were linked to the HBAN Irish Group. Again, as we always say, we feel that COVID kind of either hindered or helped businesses, and in this sense, this helped us because with before COVID, you know, businesses had to go and pitch to angels uh, in person, and a lot of angels may not be, a lot of angel investors may not be uh, available for those meetings, whereas we had many angels on the virtual uh, call so that really helped us with pitching so we were lucky in that we 
we now have 14 external investors on board. Uh, we're just going through signing all the paperwork now on that, but we have really brilliant, some of Ireland's best tech investors on board and we're delighted with where it's at. And Kate, in what I can only imagine as being a hallmark day for the business, talk to us about the deal with Nickelodeon and how that opportunity arose. Yes, well that was, as we always say, a pinch me moment in the, in the business. Um, it, that arose from our virtual presentation that I mentioned earlier through the Spielberg Messi Instagram Live. Um, so my background, as I mentioned, is in design. So I designed up a number of slides that we were able to play through Instagram Live. Um, and we had thousands of people throughout the industry watching that video when we when we presented our brand and our vision. And Nickelodeon was one of the brands that, that saw us. So they contacted us. They felt that um, that our age demographic really fitted with their target. It's one of the biggest... Uh, Paw Patrol, sorry, is, is the brand that they wanted us to work on with them. Paw Patrol is the biggest preschool brand globally. It's huge. And their main demographic is three to six. So that fitted perfectly. But they were also looking for, you know, to bring innovative products to market for this Generation Alpha. Um, so they contacted us and asked us to partner with them to create a Paw Patrol range. Um, and we're just... So excited. So we're, we're about to launch them now in the next three to four weeks. So, Kate, provide us with an insight into that particular project and what it entailed. So that entailed us bringing to life 10 of the most popular characters from the Paw Patrol TV series. So any parents listening to this will probably know Paw Patrol at this point. We've all heard the theme tune thousands of times. Um, <laughs> at the moment, we have uh, two packs. We have a pack of stickers um, and a pack of tattoos. And each of them um, includes 10 of the best characters. We also will be bringing out wall decals. And um, again, you can tap to place these characters in the room. And this is the world's first. So it's really exciting for us to be able to bring innovation to such a great brand. So, for example, if, if, if your child likes Sky or Chase, they can just literally, you know, put a tattoo on their skin or, or a sticker on a book or a table, wherever scan it with our app, see their little favourite character come to life, dance around, move around. We had to create all the animations. But they gave us the turnarounds and our team basically created just the most amazing animations for this. Um, and then they can tap to place them in the room with them and get photos and videos and share them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, there's been a lot of work in it, a lot of development, a lot of time put into it, but we're really happy with the output. And in your opinion, Kate, is this the start of a long-term partnership with Nickelodeon? Yes, it is. Um, definitely. They were really, really impressed with the animations that we created and they've now asked us to create two storybooks and two activity books. So that's brilliant. Um, and they've also they've also asked us to base, basically be their AOR partner globally. And Declan, I understand that you've also secured work with Sega. Yes, um, for, I'm going to be uh, quite selfish here and just say, to be honest, that's a personal dream come true because I was addicted to playing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog even as far back as 1991 on the Sega Mega Drive. Um, I absolutely just loved that little character back then. And I still love him today. And it's a, it's a license that really has just grown so much in, in recent years because of the release of the, the movies, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, only released Sonic 2 literally last month. Um, one of the biggest movie releases this year so far. And, you know, it's a real testament to the power of, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog himself because he just keeps uh, releasing uh, great content time and time again. He also has a new animation series coming out on Netflix um, uh, or else it's Prime, I think, in, in September this year. But, you know, working with these global... Um, you know, licenses just uh, really just mean so much for our business because it's it's also validation for what we're doing. Um, you know, from our point of view, 
creating what we do already and then being able to do it for for these global toy toy companies is just a dream come true. And Declan, what are your short to medium term plans for Hollow Toys? So yeah, I mean, like as well as our as Kate kind of touched on our our launch ranges, stickers, tattoos, books, wall decals, very much kind of sitting in the publishing and kind of almost stationary space. Um, with a name like Hollow Toys, you know, we do need to kind of grow our portfolio a little bit more. And, and that is our vision. Our vision as the business really is to kind of create and own an AOR category in toy. Um, and we can only do that by expanding our, our core toy range. So our vision for the next kind of really short term is really to develop out that product uh, portfolio to include a lot more hard toy lines. Um, so you'll see a lot more over the next kind of six to 12 months of us bringing out more kind of um physical toys that sit on shelves in toy stores that all come to life with the magic of AOR. And of course, many toy companies rely heavily on distributors as a route to market. So what qualities are you looking for when deciding on a distributor to work with? Well, to be honest, it's, it's, it's whether you're a distributor or even whether you're a person that we're trying to hire working for the business, we believe that, you know, everyone that, that plays a part in this business needs to have the same belief, the same passion and really kind of, you know, the same vision for the business. But also in terms of a distribution point of view, you know, global, global reach is, um, is something that we really are looking for because this is technology that can be used pretty much in every single country in the world because it's the same technology that's available on Instagram. So the way we say it is if you can get Instagram in your country, well, then why not have holo toys in your, in your country? Um, because all we're doing is literally enhancing the, the toy category. And Kate, final question for yourself. Are you building this business to keep it or to sell it? So the way we see this business is like our baby, you know, we've put so much into this. Um, So right now we're focusing on building a sustainable business model. Um, That's our main focus at the moment. We're looking at the next two to three years um, and who knows what can happen next. If anybody wants to see our products, you can see us on holotoys.com or on holotoys at Instagram as well. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Kate Scott and Declan Fahey from Holotoys. And I think we'll be hearing a lot more about this business in the years to come. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.